Chuckin' It From The Cheap Seats is the newest podcast covering Indiana high school basketball. Head coach Josh Thompson interviews some of the most impactful people who make Hoosier hysteria great. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Subscribe to Chuckin' It From The Cheap Seats wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to this week's Chuckin' It From The Cheap Seats podcast with... Be Coach Josh Thompson. This week I'm going to be talking to Silver Creek Dragon head coach Brandon Hoffman. Coach Hoffman enters his 12th season at the helm of the Dragons. Obviously, Coach has won two state championships. Had tremendous success there at Silver Creek. He's coached a couple of Indiana All-Stars, several kids that have played college basketball. He's going to talk to us about his coaching philosophy. He's going to talk to us about this year's Dragons. He's going to talk to us about kids he's coached and what it's like coaching in your hometown. Hope you enjoy this episode of Checking It from the Cheap Seats. For over 32 years, D1 Basketball has offered elite basketball camps and top-tier player development programs. Team camps, individual skills camps, shooting camps, we improve performance, period. Few Indiana basketball camps impact performance like D1 basketball. Since 1989, annual enrollment in D1 basketball has grown from 80 to 3,500 players, making it one of the largest independent basketball organizations in the Midwest. The mission of D1 basketball is to help coaches and players maximize their performance. D1 basketball facts. D1 basketball camps are exclusively endorsed by the Indiana Basketball Coaches Association. D1 team camps has hosted more sectional championship teams, Final Four teams, and Indiana All-Stars than any other camp, shootout, or summer tournament. D1 team camps provide the best chance for a school's coach to work with all their teams against top-flight competition from throughout the Midwest. Chucking it from the cheap seats is brought to you by Shootaway. Offering products like 12K series guns proven by time and again by the nation's top school and college coaches slash programs. For special pricing discounts, contact Bruce Helt at 317-767-5543 or go to shootaway.com. Shucking it from the cheap seats is also brought to you by BSN Sports and Jeff Neal, their sales rep. Shop BSN Sports for a large selection of sports apparel and footwear custom and stock Nike team uniforms, and sports equipment for your next winning season. Contact Jeff Neal at 812-204-3808 or visit bsnsports.com. So today we are joined by head coach of the Silver Creek Dragons, uh, Coach Brandon Hoffman, and uh, we're excited to have him on the show with us today. Coach, thanks for being on with us. Oh man, I'm uh, I'm uh, anything to help out uh, high school basketball. I'm thrilled to do it. Well, this has been a really fun project working with the kids on this, and um, we were we we made a short list of coaches that we wanted to talk to, and um, you were definitely on that short list. You've you've had a lot of success there early at Silver Creek, and a good friend of mine. You, you're a good friend of high school basketball, so. When I saw you weren't just on my list of coaches that we wanted to talk to, but a list of coaches that the kids in the class wanted to talk to, I thought this would be awesome, and I appreciate you agreeing to be on with us. So, no Coach, worries. Coach, we always start off by 
telling the listeners that don't know Brandon Hoffman uh, extremely well, uh, giving them about a two-minute bio here and just kind of explaining how you got to where you're at. So, Coach, the floor is yours for the two-minute Brandon Hoffman bio. Well, it's a pretty uh, – I guess I'd say it's a, it's a pretty uh, basic story. It's not that elaborate of a background. I, you know, I, I grew up in Delaware and went to Silver Creek High School and, uh, you know, left left here for four years to go to, to Hanover College. Um, and that's where me and that's where me and you met, obviously, and mm-hmm. then uh, uh, played basketball there for for four years, and and came back uh, to Silver Creek, and um, you know I've been the JV coach for I was a JV coach for seven years, and I think this is going on year twelve for varsity. So you know mm-hmm. this is really the only place that I've ever been. It's, and um, we can talk later about some of the some of the positives and negatives about coaching in your hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I think if you, if you, if you split these, uh, split these veins open, you'd see a lot of orange and blue coming out. So <laughs> it's kind of the only place I've been and, uh, really the only place I want to be, to tell you the truth. Well, t- to that point, Brandon, I-, I was thinking about this this morning, uh, about my favorite Brandon Hoffman stories. And one of my favorite Brandon Hoffman stories with you being the head coach at Silver Creek was in 2019, uh, we were fortunate enough to make the state finals. We lost to Blackhawk. They were really, really good in the 1A. And so we we left Indianapolis, um, stopped and got something to eat uh, after the 2A game, and we went home, and our spring break was that next week. And we were planning on leaving on Sunday morning. That was when – we were planning on leaving and heading to Florida. And so I got this burr in my saddle that we were just going to go ahead and leave on Saturday night. But I told my wife, I said, we cannot leave until after the 3A game is over. So I'm in my living room watching your 3A game. Everybody's chomping at the bit to get out. And the game is over, and the kids are like, Dad, is the game over yet? Can we Can we leave? Can we go to Florida? And I said, yeah, the game's over, but I want to watch the post game, and I'm so glad that I watched that because the moment when you got the mic and you gave a shout out to the city of Sellersburg, um, that's something that that personally I'll never forget about you, and just how awesome a moment that was. So can you kind of go back to that 2019 moment of winning that state championship and how special that was for you? Oh man, it's like one of those moments to where you wish you could go back and just be back in it again. Mm-hmm. You know, pictures and video just don't do it justice, but yeah, um, man, it was, yeah, I'll never forget walking out of banker's life in the, in the, the tunnel mm-hmm. and just the massive sea of orange and blue. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just as high up as you can see till it got dark at banker's life. You know, that was in 2019 where there was no restrictions. So. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit different when we were there last year, but mm-hmm. just a packed, side of of uh, our section it would have been a good day to be a thief in Sellersburg because everybody was, <laughs> was up in Indianapolis um but it's like the passion that that year just the passion that our fan base took and uh you know we played in the semi-state at Seymour the week before and you know Seymour's a gigantic gym and we had that you know two-thirds the way packed uh 
so that's that's just a memory that I'll never forget. That's just something I'll, you know, that's just you know, top you know top five moments of my life. Just winning a state title at the same time. The whole you know everybody you knew, everybody you grew up with, everybody you knew, all the families, um, past players, and you know Steve Green was there. Mm-hmm. And he's a big he's a big uh, Silver Creek guy now. He's you know, a big Indianapolis guy now. And, uh-huh. Just seeing all those guys and all those people to celebrate, and that was man, that was that was awesome. No, and then and I could tell it was special for you, but obviously not having the connections that you had and just watching you in that moment, that was awesome. And you know that that also to me just kind of speaks volumes about who you are as a head coach and how you represent that program. Because in that moment, it wasn't about just about you and and about the team. It was also about the community and and everything that you guys have been through to that point. Well, Coach, kind of shifting over to the personal side, tell us a little bit about your family. Well, I've got, uh, you know, I met my wife at Hanover. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, she's the, uh, she is from Milan, Indiana. So, you know, you don't grow up in Milan without liking basketball. Yes. So, uh, we had a big, uh, you know, big connection there. And, uh, you know, we've been married for, for 19 years, I believe now, so. Uh, it's just been a that's just been the best thing that's ever happened to me obviously she mm-hmm. she's uh she's been awesome and uh we have three children uh my oldest uh is a freshman now mm-hmm. so you know he plays on the football team we got a big game tonight and then he's going to move on and play basketball which is going to be really interesting you know coaching him for the first time yeah uh you know coaching my son uh mm-hmm. in high school it's you know, there's there's stories both ways on that. Yeah, uh, but I'm pretty excited about it. And then I've got a daughter that's in sixth grade, mm-hmm. and then a our youngest, uh, I have a boy in second grade, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm kind of I'm also coaching his travel team as well. Well, we may we may hook up and lock horns down the road somewhere at one of these little tournaments because my youngest guy's in second grade, and I'm helping w- with that group. That that would be fun, coach, coaching against you at the second grade level. <laughs> I don't know if we call it coaching. I'm really just hurting cats. Uh, hey, I was – you took the words right out of my mouth. We had practice <laughs> last night, and uh, I'm blessed with, with three guys that help me, and they, they do a great job. And I, I personally feel like you need more assistance at that level than you do at the high school level. <laughs> but, yeah, nothing's better than, like, you know, having a practice and spending 30 minutes on, like, trying to put in some kind of offense, and you go live, and it's – there's no resemblance of an offense whatsoever. But so. I'll tell you, one of the one of the greatest things that we got accomplished last night was we sang happy birthday to one of our kids on our team, and and we got we got through that. So that was that was a positive. <laughs> you know, coach, one of the things that that um, you know, we we talk a lot about as head coaches is that balance between personal life and and your job as a, as a teacher there and trying to be the best teacher you can be at Silver Creek and then also trying to coach at a high level. Um, and you've obviously been very successful with all three of those things. Um, what are some of your secrets to, to being good in all those areas and being there for everybody that needs you? Well, I mean, I'm hearing you say that stuff. It makes, you know, I think, uh, you know, Don Meyer always said that, Coaches get way too much uh, credit for wins and way too much credit for for losses. Yeah, and I think you're giving me way too much credit there. I think uh, the biggest the biggest thing is you got to have a great family, mm-hmm. and 
like I said, my wife Jessica is all about what you know, all about this coaching, uh, coaching life. You know, and it takes a big commitment from your your kids as well. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times they're, I don't know, there's there's a sacrifice sometime somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. There's a sacrifice somewhere along the way from everybody in your family for me to get to do what I, you know, for me to be a to get to coach at basketball. I mean. I mean, that's just a great thing for – that's just a, something that I'm just so blessed that they're awesome about it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, I, you got to keep it – you got to keep the main thing the main thing. You know, I don't mm-hmm. – um, the, older the older I've gotten, you know, the, I, have to, I have to be uh, be cognizant, too, of what my family needs as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, summer basketball is not as important to me as what it used to be in the first oh, two or three years. A- amen to that. Uh, amen to that. And, the, you know, like the preseason stuff and all this, you know, and then the, the, the work, spring workouts and, you know, it's you got to make time. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, best, uh, the best way to show your love is time. And, and sometimes coaches get carried away of that. So I, I try to try to make sure everybody feels like they're, they're more important than basketball, which is sometimes it's, because of time commitment, yeah, uh, that's hard, but but uh, it, it, it's family for sure. And what? then, and the next thing is it's players. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not reinventing the wheel down here in Silver Creek because we've had really really good players mm-hmm. in the last the last eight years. We won seven sectionals, and coincidentally, in the last eight years, it's probably been the biggest run of talent in Silver Creek basketball history. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm. Uh, just really blessed with the family and, and the talent and, and good assistant coaches too. Yeah. I think any head coach will tell you, if you don't have loyal, hardworking uh, coaches that are all invested for the same reason, mm-hmm. it, it can't, it's not fun. No. It's not fun. You know, like my best friends are my, my staff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I wholeheartedly, feel like they have our program's best interest and we're all loyal to the same cause. You know, you talk about making it fun. I saw Matt Moore posted on Twitter last night that he's got a, a old retro Sega Genesis now in the coach's office where they can play some of those throwback NBA games. And he publicly apologized to all the coaches' wives on the staff. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like you said, it, it's got to be fun. And I also like the point where you made that, uh, unfortunately, at some point in time, the wives and the kids, they have to make some sacrifices. But keeping the main thing, the main thing, um, I, I think is a big one. My wife always reminds me that uh, you can have tremendous relationships with your players. And you can be texting them every day. You can call a different kid every day that played for you. You know, try to have those relationships with all those kids on your team. But at the end of the day, in 25 years, they're all going to have their own lives. They're going to have their own families, and, and they're going to appreciate the things that you did for them. But what impact did you have on your own kids? And and I remember the first time she really talked to me about that, that really hit home. Like you said, I, I can remember how important summer basketball was and fall workouts and all that kind of stuff. And it's easy to get wrapped up. But uh, I, I think the big key, and you hit the nail on the head, was was – Having that family that's invested in it, and obviously having the wife that, that's invested in it, I, I think that makes the difference in guys being able to stay in it as long as you have for 20 years versus guys that 
are, are in and then out of the business. And, and unfortunately, we're seeing more and more of that um, go on high school basketball. I would have, you know, and my administration has been tremendous too. Because if you come into our practice, it's almost like a daycare as well. Because all of our coaches are, mm-hmm. a majority of our coaches have kids. Yep. So, you know, throughout the last, you know, 15 years, one of my kids has been running around the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's little children running around everywhere and, you know, they are on the bus and they're in the locker room all the time. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that I've been blessed with is our kids that have been able to be a part of it. Yeah. We uh, don't try to make two separate. There's not a basketball life and then a family life. We try to kind of combine them both. Cause I, I think that's be the same person. I think that's huge because like you said, it it boils down to time and, and there's a finite amount of time. And if you can mesh the two that, that definitely helps. Well, Coach, you talked about players, you know, having this run of, of talent. Um, and and we, we both know that it's a lot more about the Jimmies and the Joes than it is anything. Yeah. But just kind of talk about some of the guys that you've been fortunate enough to coach here over the last seven, eight years at Silver Creek. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, obviously, you got to start with the, you know, you know Trey's our all-time leading scorer and rebounder. Mm-hmm. Um, and most wins and, you know, everything, I think everything, uh, you know, Trey Kaufman ran as, he's a fourth generation Silver Creek guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he just had a tremendous career and, uh, you know, I, through him, I was able to meet some of the biggest, you know, biggest names in basketball through the recruiting process, which is a, a great thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously Trey had a great career, you know, he, Battled through an injury through the whole year last year, but still, you know, average twenty, average uh, crazy numbers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, could have been Mister Basketball. And mm-hmm. then, you know, right along with him was Cooper Jacoby, who's playing at Toledo and was another Indiana All Star. Mm-hmm. So to be blessed with those two guys last four years is, just, you know, that's 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 just remarkable and. You know, two years before them, we had uh, Zane Gross was a guard for us that led us in the state finals. Mm-hmm. You know, he was our second leading scorer all the time before uh, Trey and Coop. So Zane just had a tremendous career for us. And uh, we got a, you know, we got a special kid right now in Brandon Northern. Mm-hmm. He was our all-time leading assist guy, you know, midway through the, his junior year. Mm-hmm. You know, Trey and Coop gone, we're going to have a, we're going to be expecting a big year out of him. Uh, yeah, I can go through a Christian Reeve was a thousand point scorer for us, uh, graduated in 2016. Um, Nick Tinsley had a great career at IUS. He graduated in 2015. So I know if anybody listens to this podcast, they're probably going to be upset that I'm probably omitting somebody. I'm not saying that, um, that senior class we had in 2019 was so great. I mean, mm-hmm. they were awesome. They were some tough kids. Um, you know, it all goes back to the 2014 uh, senior class. You know, that hasn't always been roses here at Silver Creek. You know, my first three years, we had a combined losing record. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't think it's any secret that it was, may have gotten fired. You know, 2014, we're – I don't think we're 12 and nine, maybe, mm-hmm. but you know we lost to a one-win Seymour team on senior night mm-hmm. and, uh, at home, and 
you end up catching fire in the sectional and and beating uh, the number seven, four, and two ranked teams all in a row in, in the sectional and upset Brownstown in the final. And that was 2014, and then it was like from then on, like it just became, became contagious. And a lot of it had to do with the senior class that year, kind of passing that culture down. And since then, we've just had a run of great kids and great leaders and great uh, culture keepers, I guess that's a word. Mm-hmm. And then just a big influx of talent along with that. Coach, you've already kind of touched on this a little bit. You know, you, you talked about some of the highs and some of the lows that, that you've gone through in your 12 years as a head coach there. But what's it like coaching at the school that you grew up in and, and the expectations and managing all that, especially when everybody knows you, whether it's at school, in the community. And Sellersburg's not a small town. So what's that like coaching where you grew up? Um. You know, I, I talked about this many times. I think um, Salisbury is growing, but it's still not big enough to where you don't know everybody. Mm-hmm. I think I've got a pulse on pretty much everybody. It's a lot of the same families, but, um, you know, growing with new families. But, um, I mean, the, the positives, you just feel, I think you feel more pride in it. Maybe. I, I don't like, I think you feel more pride in the wins. Uh-huh. Uh, just because there's so much more riding on, I think, is so much more connected. You know, I'm coaching my my friends' kids now, or you know, my brother's kids, or mm-hmm. or you know, I'm coaching people I grew up with. Heck, I'm coaching my own son. I'm coaching my grand, my parents' grandkids. <laughs> there's a lot of yeah, um, a lot of connections there, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and at the same time it's kind of a leg up because you know, those families too. Yes. You know, so, you know, you know, the fiber in those, yeah, you was mentioned Trey, like I grew up with Laura and Matt and Josh and I, I was, you know, I grew up with them. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cool thing. You know, knowing these kids when they're born. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then you know, at the same time, uh, you know, Silver Creek's getting bigger and, you know, getting to kind of blend them into our culture here as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, uh, obviously, it's obviously just bringing light onto Silver Creek is, is a big thing, you know. It's not like Silver Creek was bringing home regional and, and sectional, and I mean regional and semi-state and state championships every year. Yeah, there were you know, good I players, say, but – yeah, I would venture anybody north of Columbus didn't really know who Silver Creek was other than Steve Green mm-hmm. or, or Matt Wren. So yeah, just bringing some attention down here um, to our school, which has been great. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just the little things like getting to talk to Kyle Nedenrep or getting to be in the Indianapolis Star, being on the news, or you know, just stuff like that. Getting to you know, getting kids on the All Star team or Junior All Stars. It's that's a really, really cool thing to yes. bring in recognition to our school. And then, uh, you know, but, but there are negatives. Like at the same time, you know, I just mentioned, you know, you're coaching, you're coaching friends, kids or families, kids, and, you know, you're not going to keep everybody happy all the time. Yeah. And so we've had some relationships. I've had, you know, some relationships, you know, not the same after coaching, which that's just part of it, I guess. But, uh, uh-huh. Uh, that can be tough, and you know, 
I, I don't, and I don't know. I'm speaking from this, this is one side, but uh, the losses really sting, man. Yeah. No, yeah. those losses really sting. Like, <laughs> you go on the grocery, you know, like just going to the grocery on Sunday. You know? <laughs> I, I don't know if I feel more accountable for the losses because of that or what, but, uh, you know, but the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. You know, the teachers in the building, you know, my, my principal was, was a coach when I was in high school and a mentor to me when I was in high school. So, uh, and there's, there's, the, there's a lot of cool things that go along with it. Well, you know, Coach, you, you touched on, um, you know, those losses stinging more when, when you're at home. And, and obviously getting to know you and, and playing with you there for a year at Hanover and, and um, just watching your coaching career as, as I kind of advanced in coaching – You've always been a guy that I pulled for, and I know before I've sent you messages and been like, hey, man, I'm happy for you, but I'm even more happy for you because you're doing it where you grew up. And I just think what you're doing there is amazing, but it's also really hard, and, and I don't think you give your, yourself enough credit for that. But going back to when you leave Hanover, you're 22, 23 years old, what would Brandon Hoffman now? tell Brandon Hoffman that wanted to get into coaching at 22, 23, what, what advice would you give yourself? <laughs> oh gosh. Is this podcast like 10 hours long I mean, do you have <laughs> enough, uh, film? I mean, I was clueless back then. Yeah. I, I was, um, you know, I would say get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we both, you know, I, who was who the biggest name in, in basketball in Indiana? Bobby Knight. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, we yep. play, I played for Coach Beitzel. Mm-hmm. Those guys were tremendous coaches mm-hmm. uh, and really strict disciplinarians mm-hmm. and uh, old school guys. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to be yourself. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Like, I don't know. that. I think when people go into coaching and they start, they think they have to be a certain thing mm-hmm. you know like guys going into it now you know i'm sure they want to coach like you know whatever the sexiest coach is now mm-hmm. uh, but you just got to be yourself yeah you know um i think this this get over yourself and make it all about the kids and unfortunately the first couple of years i don't think i did that because mm-hmm. i had a lot of pride back then and i thought i knew everything that was the dumbest point of my coaching career, and I thought I knew everything. Yeah. Um, isn't, it, isn't it amazing how the more that you coach, the less you re- – you know, I, I should say, the more you realize, the less you know. Because right. it, it's just it, – it's amazing uh, to me now, looking back, and I agree with you. When, when I first started coaching, when I was 26 and got that first head coaching job at Springs Valley, I thought I knew – I, didn't, I don't want to say I thought I knew everything, but I, I thought I knew a lot, and I thought I was going to set the world on fire. And then all of a sudden you get out there coaching against Tom Bradley in game one, and uh, you get initiated. So that's, that's really yeah. good advice, really good advice. Coach, yeah. you, you talked about, uh, I think it was in 2012 you mentioned you won that, that sectional, you upset those three ranked teams. Uh, is that correct, or was that 14? 14. 14. Okay, so 14. So 2014, you know, you, you your section was a little different. Uh, you had Brownstown in there. But just talk about how difficult your sectional is. Because I tell people all the time that 
you know, yeah, our sectional is one of the toughest 1As in the state with North Davies and Lagodi and Orleans in it. Um, yeah, it's tough. But then you look at some of those 4A sectionals, but I think your sectional is the toughest 3A. So just kind of talk about basketball in that area and, and how tough it is just to get out of your sectional. Yeah, we've had, you know, Brownstown, I've, for the 12, for the 11 years I've been coach, you know, Brownstown's probably been our sectional for eight years. So we're going to throw lump them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, seven or eight, but, you know, you know, just start right there. You know, Dave's a Hall of Fame coach, and um, just the, the things they're able to do at Brownstown year in and year out is crazy. And, you know, they've been in our sectional. We've had some battles with them, you know, like super, like, like big battles with them, and um, got the utmost respect for their program. Uh, another one of the best coaches in the state, Lou Lafave, is at North Harrison. And, mm-hmm. you know, we won the state title last year, but we were. You know, we were losing by six with uh, with two thirty to go mm-hmm. in the sectional last. You know, in the sectional against North Harris, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's another great program. Corden had a great run when they had the Kessinger uh, Kessinger kid, and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Madison's had a lot of talent here. Um, Scottsburg's a, a big basketball town, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good schools. Uh, in our section with a lot of basketball tradition. There hasn't been one year. There hasn't been one year. You know, we won seven out of eight, and, you know, we've been super lucky. There hasn't been one year where I feel like, oh, we're just going to walk through it. Yeah. Like, there's always been some kind of – there's always been a a knockdown, drag-out game in those sectionals, and um, it's going to be the same thing this year, too. Mm -hmm. Coach, I want to – I'm going to take a step back in time here. I'm going to take us back to uh, the 2020 season. And, you know, you guys have won two state championships in a row because the 2020 season didn't conclude. But just touch on how difficult that was for you to deal with that with your team um, and having the the season cut short whenever you guys were probably on the verge of, of making a run to potentially win three in a row instead of two in a row. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty tough. I think um, everybody in that situation, you know, had it rough. I mean, I, I can't think of that season and not think of Jr. You know, he, he had uh, Noah and Anthony. Those two seniors were special, and they were undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, just for us, kind of, you know, we had everybody back. Uh, we didn't last year, so 2020, we just had one senior, Taylor Betts. Okay. Um, that that made it maybe a time, little bit easier, but still tough. Yeah, but at the same time, we hated it for him. Mm-hmm. You know, we hated it for him, and and man, I mean, that's your goal all year. You know, we won in twenty nineteen. We we feel like we're pretty good. We're gonna try to make a run. We always talk about how great of a feeling it was to get back there, get back there, have all those memories. I'm telling the younger kids, like, man, you know, that you haven't lived yet until you've experienced this, and then it's pulled out from under you. Uh huh. And just the, and to nobody's fault. I mean, it wasn't anybody's fault, but then the way, like, well, we're going to postpone it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like it was just stopped. Yeah. So you're like, are we going to keep practicing? Are we going to do this? So we're kind of limbo for for a while. And that was, mm-hmm. that may be even worse than the actual uh, canceling because we had some, man, we were going into a phenomenal regional. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like a, 
It was oh, yeah. going to be at Washington. Yeah, so Heritage, Washington. Heritage Hills was really good, and yeah, yeah, yeah. In Greensburg. Yeah, Greensburg. Don't want don't want to forget about Stacy's kids. So it, it was one, two, and four. Mm-hmm. One, two, and four in the state, and the team that wasn't uh, wasn't in the top four was Washington, who was the host. Mm-hmm. That would have been a phenomenal regional, and we had overtime barn burner with Heritage Hills that in the regular season too. So at the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, that would have been – it just would have been great. But, you know, it was just a – man, it's a crazy time. You know, when we're, we're literally like – when it was – when they cut it off, we were in the locker room loading our stuff up to go to Washington to practice that Friday. Mm. And, uh, you know, they're like, well, we're not – you know, then you get the news. And that was just a tough thing, man. That was a tough thing. In the grand scheme of things, you know, all of us stayed healthy and our family stayed healthy, which is the most important thing. But you're always going to come back wondering, like, you know, how would that, how would that have played out? Yeah. Well, and, how and that season played out. I agree. I think one of the toughest things, and, you know, Mark Davidson was on the podcast with us last week, and Mark and I were talking about that. And neither one of us really brought up what you just touched on about how we were we were still told, and like you said, it's nobody's fault. I mean, I think the IHSA did everything they could do. Our school administrators did a great job of helping us through that. Um, it was just unprecedented what we were going through. But I think the thing that made it even tougher was, like you said, everything was in limbo. Like they were going to restrict attendance, and we were still going to play. And then they were talking about playing with no fans. And the IHSA was trying to figure out how they were going to broadcast. And I remember being in a meeting uh, with my AD and the IHSA was saying, well, we got 15 of the 16 regionals covered and we're still trying to figure out the TV stuff. And like you said, as a coach, you've got a responsibility to your, to your classes because that's number one. That's your number one job when you're at school. you got to be a teacher. So you're focused on that stuff, but you're also focused on the games. And like you said, you had all these top-ranked teams coming in there to Washington and it was just limbo. And then it was – delayed for a couple weeks and then ultimately ultimately canceled and I think that limbo made it made it tougher than the actual situation yeah that was uh that was something else and, but like I said I mean we were able to you know, everybody stayed healthy and I, and you know we were able to come out and win it the next year with with most everybody back and we were mm-hmm. able to get Taylor a, a ring we got him a state ring you know, from the one he missed out on. That's awesome that you did that. So, yeah, um, that's so cool yeah, that just, you did that. It was, it was something I'll always look back and you know have your thoughts on it and never forget it. And fortunately, we made it through it. Well, and like you said, in the grand scheme of things, there, you know, we're we're very very fortunate that that everybody that has made it through it made it through it. Um, Coach, you touched on Brandon Northern. Um, and I was able to be around Brandon a little bit this year at the top 100 and with the junior all-stars, um, even though that was a, a short get-together with the juniors this year. But I was really impressed with the way that young man carried himself. I was really impressed with his family that day. Um, talk about him a little bit and, and some of the looks that he's getting right now. Well, Brandon's a tough kid, man. He's a, he's a basketball junkie, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's He's growing up playing it. I think when you hear of his, obviously when you hear his name, you think of his dad. You know, Brian had a great career mm-hmm. um, at Jeff, and then you know at Louisville. But uh, Brandon's blazed his own path, and he's his own 
Uh, he's had a – I mean, the kid hasn't lost a postseason game in high school. That's amazing. And he's all – he was a junior all-star. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's all uh, assist leader. Um, so the kid's a winner yeah. for starters, and he's a bas- he's got basketball in his veins. Mm-hmm. And he's just a tremendous leader, mm-hmm. I think. Um He's one of the best leaders I've been around by example. He doesn't put up with yeah. guys not giving their all. He's not afraid to he's not afraid to confront. Mm-hmm. And not I'm not saying like he wants to fight people, but yeah. Part of being a good leader is confronting confronting Absolutely. Uh performance and behavior from, from your teammates. And mm-hmm. he's really good at that. Yeah. And uh and you know, Brandon's been with us since our third like a you know, second, third grade youth league and just being able to watch him grow up and um, you know, with his class, he was, you know, he was just putting up crazy numbers through three elementary and middle school. Then he's thrown to the mix with the 2019 team that was, you know, senior led. And in the last couple of years, he's got to play with Coop and Trey and mm-hmm. those other who graduated. And it's been pretty cool seeing him progress uh, through that. And now leading into the senior, <laughs> to the senior year, obviously he's going to have a heavy burden on his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, him had the great year he deserves. Yeah, uh, he's uh, and he's a tough kid too, man. He battled through a lot of. Yeah, COVID last year. He broke his hand last year. He tore, he had a partially torn ligament in his knee during the during the postseason. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of kids nowadays I think a lot of kids enjoy like like having some kind of injury to lean back on, have an excuse, but. Um, or maybe not even play in the big moments and hide from it, but Brain is not that at all. He's, no, I, I, he's a I, uh, tough kid. Incredibly impressed with him. I remember breaking down your film from the Blackhawk game because we played Blackhawk in the Hall of Fame Classic last year, and just the way he carried you guys um, without – he played that game without Trey, and just him, yeah. him and Cooper, uh, what they did to carry you guys in that game was incredibly impressive. And and this, this 22 – class is really loaded with point guards and uh, you know it's there's just really it's the deepest point guard class that I can ever really remember um, but I think without a doubt he's an Indian all-star and a lot of it just is because of uh, the way he carries himself and the fact that he's your all-time leading assist guy um, and and just the, the fact that he's had so much success on the court, I think he's a shoe in for the All Star team uh, this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you know I'm looking forward to him having a a really really big statistical year. You know I think it's gonna he's gonna have a really good. I think we're gonna surprise people with the season we're gonna have, and mm-hmm. everybody's kind of looking at this is a year to get so great because you know we've graduated two of the best players of all time in our school, but yeah. Brand's got a lot of pride, and uh, uh, we got a couple other guys back from that team that have a lot of pride too. And uh, you know, with Brand, I think, like you said, the guard class is loaded in Indiana, mm-hmm. and uh, you couple that along with um, this transfer rule, the free transfer um, that the college kids are getting. So that's kind of that's made the recruiting pretty tough for these 2022 kids. That's um, a great point, Coach. I, You know, obviously going through the recruiting process with Hagan Nepp, one of our players here at Bar-Eve, 
the 21 class got hurt, but not nearly as bad as the 22 class on the right, backlog exactly. of players. And uh, I, I think that's a great point. But uh, exactly. he's, he's going to – I think he's going to be an Indian all-star, and I, I think he's going to land someplace big because he's just a special, special kid. Yeah, well, he deserves it. I hope things work out for him. Well, Coach, we've taken up a lot of your time here this morning, so we're going to finish up here with – what we call our speed round. And so uh, you just shoot off the hip here and give me the, the first thing that comes to mind here for you. Um, scouting, what, what's your preference? Do you like to scout with film or do you like to be in the gym scouting live? Uh, film if we can. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Live if we can. Live if we can. But mm-hmm. if I have to film. Okay. All right, so you're live and the concession stands open. What is Brandon Hoffman's go-to um, at the concession stand? Well, that's I can't answer that without knowing what kind of concession stand we're working with. Does it have a grill? Does it have a heater? I mean, am I going with the cheeseburger? Hey, but most of the time, I'm just going with the Snickers and Diet Coke. Hey, you're just at the the Plain Jane uh, Bar Eve concession stand where you're on a you're on a Monday night. Uh, junior high girls game. We don't have the grill open, anything like that. You're, you're just going plain and simple, right? All right. Diet Coke, Snickers. Diet Coke and Snickers. All right. So um, you talked about your kids. What's your favorite thing to watch on TV with your kids? My favorite thing to watch on TV with my kids. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? I think I got to be sports. Okay. I mean, it's got to be like an NBA game or a an NFL game. Okay. All right. Um, I think I already know the answer to this, but uh, you're coaching on the sidelines. You got a game tonight. What are you wearing on the sidelines? Quarter zip, polo, suit and tie. What, what's Brandon Hoffman coming out in? Uh, if it's not in the state finals, I'm wearing a pullover. <laughs> okay. That's, I knew that was your go-to. All right. You talked about uh, NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA stuff. I'm going to give you free tickets to any professional sports team venue. Where are you going? Professional sport? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I'm not a big baseball guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I tell you what, I wouldn't mind going. It's got to be an NBA arena. I'd probably go to Boston Garden. Boston Garden, okay. Um, let's see here. The favorite class you teach there at Silver Creek? Uh, I get to teach an advanced PE class, which is the juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. And it's it's basically upperclassmen that want to be in PE. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that there's a high participation. It's really competitive. And uh, sometimes I'll get in there and I'll play with the kids. And it's just, uh, I mean, Good way to get I'm pretty a quick... fortunate here. I get I, I'm pretty fortunate at Silver Creek. I get to be a kid again. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of my favorite things about Advanced PE as well. Um, so uh, let's say it's Friday night. You, you don't have a game. Uh, it's not during the season. You got a free night. You're going to take the wife out to eat in Sellersburg. Where are you taking her? <laughs> Once again, Sellersburg's not as big as the town as what you think it is. We got a Mexican place in town called El Nopal. Okay. And then a, a barbecue place called Rub and Butts in town. So, all right. It's one of those two places. So, it's going to be a coin toss. 
or maybe whatever she's in the mood for that night, right? We never get those opportunities. So it's pretty much whatever the kids are going to choose. Whatever the, <laughs> you know, we got we got three kids, but the daughter is the one that runs the house. So pretty much whatever the daughter wants. Yeah, you know, you sound like me. I was looking for a, a night to take my my wife's birthday's in November, and so I was looking for a night to try to take her out to eat here before the season gets started. But with my little guy playing in these youth leagues and my uh, oldest son playing junior high basketball, my wife or my my oldest daughter. She's at IU and trying to figure out how to coordinate picking her up and dropping her off at different things. It's going to be going to be tight to get one of those nights in. Um, exactly. One one last question for you: favorite college coach and why? Favorite college coach and why? Right now. Mm-hmm. To be honest, right now it's got to be the guys at Purdue. I think they're just, uh, you know, and I, I know that you know. A lot of IU people probably listen to this in Barry, but um, just through the recruiting process, getting to know Coach Paint and the assistants, and mm-hmm. those guys are salt of, earth, salt of the earth, man. I think they treat me the same as if I was at a zero and 20 mm-hmm. a season. They're just great dudes, and yeah. they're basketball guys. You know, just real quick before we get off here, I just want to follow up with that. And, and you know, Matt Painter is genuine to every coach every coach Mm -hmm. and um, I can remember when I was at Springs Valley and we weren't very good and we went up to their small school shootout and Mm -hmm. um, I'm coaching up there in the in the auxiliary gym a game there's three games going on in that ox gym and uh, I just remember I was you know telling our guys on the floor something about our defensive positioning I don't even remember exactly what it was specifically but I had the kids up there by myself and I, I heard a guy on our bench behind me talking to our players, and he said, hey, guys, the same thing that coach is getting on those guys on the floor about is the same thing that we get on our guys up here about. And so I, I didn't know who was back there. I just thought it might have been one of the assistants, might have been Elliot um, back there talking to my guys. And I turn around, and it's, it's Coach Painter. And, yeah. you know, there was nobody at that small school shootout that, could have played at Purdue that year. There was just nobody. Not to not to say that small school kids can't play in the Big Ten, but uh, there was nobody at that shootout that day. But he was there all day. He was watching kids. He was talking to coaches. And just for me, I thought, man, that's very impactful. That guy could have been in his office the entire time. But he was out there, and he was he sat there for probably three or four minutes and talked to our kids. And I just, yeah, he's great. I he's think, great. Hey, before we get off here, I do want to um, – mentioned coach Davidson mm-hmm. you know, everybody kind of say their prayers for him and his family I think actually was up at Purdue practice last week and talked to Caleb mm-hmm. and he had mentioned how Mark had been out in Arizona yeah um, you know if, if I'm one percent as good as a person as uh, Mark Davidson is that's a pretty successful life so absolutely uh, prayers for that guy hey yo and coach that that point we had him on the podcast last week and you know we just got done talking about matt painter being genuine um i had reached out to coach and i wasn't aware that he was in arizona and um and getting it getting his treatments and so then we we started going back and forth and i'm like coach well you know we'll put this off we'll do this some other time uh maybe during the season or after the season's over and he's like no i want to do this i want to be on i want to do it for 
you know, those kids in your class that, that are that are putting this together. And I thought, here this guy is. He's out there getting cancer treatments in Arizona. He doesn't owe me anything. He definitely doesn't owe these kids at Bar Eve anything. But he wanted to be on for us. And then he gets on, and I don't know if you had a chance to listen to any of it, but he just talked about how this entire situation has helped him grow stronger in his faith and his walk with the Lord. And, I mean, like you said, if, if I'm 1% the man that Mark Davidson is, then, then I'll take that. So I appreciate you throwing that in there, Coach. Yeah. Well, Coach, it's been it's been awesome. And uh, I know you're a busy guy. Uh, I expect that you guys are going to have a great season. I wish wish you guys all the, the best of luck down there this year. And thanks so much for, for carving some time for us. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, best of luck to you this year, Brandon. Okay. See you, man. Well, we appreciate Coach Hoffman for being on this week. It was a pure joy talking to one of my former college teammates and a guy that I have tremendous respect for on the sidelines and off the court. So thank you to Brandon for being on with us this week. Next week, we look forward to having Indiana all-time leader in wins. Coach J.R. Holmes, Bloomington South Panthers, going to be on with us next week on Checking It From The Cheap Seats, brought to you by the Bar Media Class. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.